Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Dean Pasco. He is the founder and CEO of Boomerang. Dean is very much a veteran of the outsourcing industry. He has been in the Philippines for about 10 years now. He's worked right across the industry and he set up Boomerang, his own firm, just over six years ago now. So it's really interesting having a conversation with Dean. I've had him on the podcast before. I encourage you to go and listen to that. Whenever I talk to Dean, um, he's a bright guy. He really knows operations. He really knows outsourcing and business. So I always learn a lot. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start or somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish Inside Outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. So Dean, you have been in the Philippines for a long time and I actually bumped into you on a business tour uh, and I could immediately sense that you had you know, a high degree of expertise in, in what you were doing in this industry. Uh, it's funny that our, over the years our paths have uh, stayed interconnected. But what brought you, maybe a bit of a, an origin story, what brought you into this industry and in particular to the Philippines? Oh, I guess the next month I've been in the Philippines full-time for 10 years. So, But prior to that, I was from the accounting industry. And as a customer, we were offshoring for almost 10 years as well. So I'd worked for two businesses that were both offshoring. And, um, and then 10 years ago, I got sent over here to set up two new accounting teams. And that went so well that um, I got offered to move, move away from being a customer and move into the BPO world. Well done. And how, like, how have you seen, you know, 10 years ago, is kind of the industry was pretty alive, but nothing like it is now. How have you seen the accounting industry change as a result of 
the offshoring that's gone on. It's over the last ten years. It's it's been a tidal wave. Yeah. Oh, a tidal wave probably doesn't explain it. Like, and I don't think it's even just the accounting industry. It's it, the, the the whole um, of the Philippines. We we can feel the middle class coming up through through all all the jobs that we're bringing to to the Philippines. Um, <clears throat> Just out out here at Clark, you can you can feel it just even in a simple way by looking at the amount of cars that are now on the road, um, mm. and how workers now travel to work versus versus ten years ago. Um, but the, the the quality of staff has changed immensely in the last ten years. <clears throat> Being able to now find staff with particular let's go back to accounting for a second, uh, Australian tax knowledge or American tax knowledge and have experience working with those style of customers is is now available where it was always picking up um, and training somebody with general accounting knowledge before. But uh, the, the world's changed dramatically in those last 10 years. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You, you see a lot of these new entrants to outsourcing, like a lot of the other emerging economies that want to get on the bandwagon, and, and rightly so, they should. But the Philippines really has a 30-year head start to them, and I think it's really hard to make that time up quickly, isn't it? As you say, you know, um, the Philippines now is has a high degree of expertise and experience in dealing with Australian taxation, with US taxation, and it's really hard to speed that up, isn't it? It's 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 extremely hard um, to, to to catch up to the Philippines when when you think about that we've now got generations going through that BPO world and now they're they've got a different mindset with 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 schooling and and it's actually um, how would we just explain uh, preferred to be or, or, or glorious to be in the BPO industry. Um, yeah. A lot of the BPO industry will 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 reward um, the right staff with 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 higher wages as well, and and that helps with our retention. It helps us get get that right talent. Um, but other countries, it, it, it's exciting that they're they're coming up, and as 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 the world evolves and and remote teams become more accessible, acceptable, but. <clears throat> I think the Philippines has definitely got that great head start. And don't forget, Philippines is very uh, strong in American culture. So not only culture and infrastructure. So um, they've, they've, they've got miles ahead. And you you started from Australia, obviously. And um, how have you seen... It developed from an Australian perspective in terms of their, in terms of the businesses there, their awareness, their acceptance of offshore staffing. Um, I think a huge step changed through the the COVID incident, um, where the world's had its eyes open. Well, Australian for sure has had its eyes opened about <clears throat> it is possible to have workers at at home or in in remote locations. And now that they've had to step back and look at their processes and how they do business to make it work through that period, now the the, the, the pushback um, that, that we were probably having in the past um, or the negativity 
is has almost disappeared. It's now it's all about how do we make Australian staff more valuable by using offshore teams um, and and balancing the two teams together, Derek. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? And you know, it's it's not like one is taking over the other; one is assisting the other, and unemployment levels are still at record lows. Uh, you know, the economies are generally booming, except for this sort of potential recent recession that we're heading into. Uh, you know, hopefully, as the years pass and decades pass, people will realise that actually it's not that threat that everyone sort of perceives it to be, and it's just really business as normal. I think the threat um, levels in, in people's minds have, have disappeared a lot because the demands of, of staff that Australian businesses have at the moment, Derek, um, they're, they're, they're in search for the right talent. Um, it, it, it actually surprises me still that <clears throat> small businesses can't find the right receptionist, can't find the, the right admin staff, let alone go into those um, specific um, skill set jobs that's, that are of professionals, right? But um, it's happening more and more. And um, when, I, when I talk to all my accounting um, clients, it, it's, it's just let them grow their practices um, in, in both ways. It, it's allowed them to grow their practices with onshore staff and offshore staff. So with, 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 all, with majority of their accountants now looking forward and, and, and doing uh, forward work, finding new clients and having more face time with clients, it's, 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 it's allowed those, cu- those customers to really grow. Yeah, I find, you know, in the West, and I've been living in the Philippines now for nearly, well, nine years, but, uh, you know, I find in the West, when you have an accountant that is getting paid 150, 200K, they, they don't have the time to go through and do things properly and, you know, like kind of complete all the reports and really go into the data. And, and whereas in the Philippines, you can have people that are more diligent, that, that can really build things out properly um, so that all the foundations are sort of perfect and proper. Whereas I think in Australia, everything is, is you know, just by nature of the cost of all of the labor component, you just have to sort of summarize things and then the essence is there and then the advisory is there on top, but it's just too expensive to, to get the work done. Um, whereas the Philippines is a brilliant complement for that, isn't it? Because I think also Filipinos, you know, being generalists here, they're, they're generally very diligent. They're um, uh, sort of process oriented and they get things done in finer detail, uh, which is, it's a powerful combination. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it so is um, because <clears throat> the, the, the accounting practices without, without this um, help that the Philippines give, I, I, I'm, I'm sure would struggle to, to grow nowadays. I had a business friend actually from Sydney and she is an accountant and an influencer and um, she ran a sort of typical accounting firm with about five or 10 staff, um, you know, profitable well run. And she finally came over to the Philippines to explore, you know, this offshore accounting thing and was exploring to do that with her business. She came over here, she had a look around and she went straight back home and she sold her business because she was like, you know, this isn't 
the Philippines is not just kind of um, a good tool for accountants. It's going to take over the whole thing. You know, it's really, it's going to cause a seismic shift in how accounting is done. So she just went home and sold it straight away. It was quite a dramatic sort of turn, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? When I think, especially if people come to the Philippines, you know, and it's not just a sort of person on a monitor, um, when they come and see the level of work that's being done and the sophistication of the industry, uh, people are kind of changed forever. Yeah, I agree. I think that seismic shift has already happened, Derek. I don't think it's it's coming. It's I think um, anyone that hasn't found that blend in between is 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 already going to start to get outpaced. But um, I had a customer the the other day that came over and was adamant to her that, 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 that they wanted bookkeepers for, for their accounting practice. And what ended up happening is their, their eyes were well and truly opened once they skill tested some of our accountants and then understood the cost difference between mm-hmm. an accountant and a bookkeeper. And they ended up giving up the idea of, of putting bookkeepers in and they put all, all accountants in. So now that their staff in Australia are supported by a much higher level um, support team. Yeah, which enables the people in Australia to do the real work, isn't it? Because accounting isn't just filling in um, ledgers. It's actually about analysing stuff and doing the higher value activities, isn't it? The advisory and the the guidance. So um, it becomes a more profitable practice if you can actually focus on that higher value thing more correct it's it's all about um shifting um all that time extensive work to more cost-effective locations and using that saying we've got to remember that hey the philippines have some very much very talented accountants or, or 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 to talk about any industry really they've got expertise and professionals that are uh, just begging for work and 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 guess what they they, they want to work and and, and they they love pleasing yeah yeah absolutely and so dean let's talk about you so boomerang is uh you you started boomerang as you said you've you've been heavily involved in the industry for about 10 years you've been in the philippines and then you started your own outsourcing firm boomerang that's been going six years now tell us a little bit about that journey what initially spurned you to go out on your own? I wanted to, I worked for some, some fantastic people uh, prior to the, the journey. Um, but really, I wanted to go down the journey on my own to, to find that really strong relationship with, with my clients. I, I wanted to set up a place that, um, that kept everything simple, yet smart, and, and I emphasize simple because I want everyone to realize I want every person in a business to be able to um, get behind the offshore team that's helping it, understand the processes and be able to work with it. And the more we keep things simple, it's easy to use, it's, it's easy to work and, and, and let's get a greater return on investment for a, a client. But six years ago, <clears throat> uh, we started boomerang. We we 
grew to about 180 size and then COVID hit, uh, which then reduced us to about uh, 90 uh, seats. So what I'd like, and I'm saying this on purpose, Derek, because what this allowed us, our customers to do was to scale down just as much as it, they can scale up. So in good times or bad times, or if, or if people have a, um, a a business that that needs to be agile, uh, ha- having a BPO in their back pocket and working with them and understanding them can can really make a business uh, more agile. Yeah, that's true, um, isn't it? That, that's a great reflection, actually. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's hard in the time, but businesses need to to contract and expand, don't they? And, and so it's good that that service is there. Well, through that, through through that, being able to reduce those those customers um, have gained 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 faith with us. They've they've um, we've got a, probably a better relationship than ever. And and since COVID, um, we've more than doubled in size. So we're just over four hundred in size now, Derek. And 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 even today, we've got seventy jobs on order. Right. So it's it, this year we're going to be very much kicking some goals and 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 trying to double again. Um, and through that COVID time, we got to well and truly work on all our processes, really make sure we understand the cradle-to-grave philosophy and, <clears throat> and try and automate everything that we can up to the stage where understanding every business is different and we love our clients to be using their own systems. But... We're trying to well and truly automate everything to to take any of the guesswork away. Got it. And we've spoken a lot about Australian accountants, but what what does Boomerang focus on? We're probably we're very much a, a full service BPO, Derek. So we we we've got um, people from most industries at the moment um, we probably have four main verticals of again accounting marketing <coughs> excuse me um, we have a lot of CAD designers uh, for the for the building industry and then we've got all the customer service and and telephone sort of roles incredible huh and there's no you know there's no limitations on it really is there any any role can be effectively done from the Philippines and and isn't there? So there's some great stories about that, Derek. I, I have I have um, one client that that have staff here that are not even using a PC, Derek. Right? They come into the office. They're they're um, calligraphy writers, and 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 they're, they're working for clients in 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 that style. Um, wow. And and I would have never guessed that part of part of that team would 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 have been um, without that technology, right? <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. The rest of their team are, are, are LinkedIn specialists that go and reach out to, to people and, and, and then the calligraphy writers write those personal uh, messages to them. But that, that's, And that's just explaining one client. The other day that we, 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 we worked with a client that had to react quickly with, um, with um, Facebook and the rules changing and meta, they had to create a team very quickly, Derek. And, and, and this sort of shows again, what 
how, how the outsourcing world's changing and, and how adaptable we have to be to be able to change the style of a team very quickly as, as rules in the world change. Mm. Mm. And there's just more to choose from in the Philippines now, isn't there? Because, you know, we all know 30 years ago, it was really only call centers. And, um, you know, 10 years later, you had experienced, capable agents and not much else. But now you have every kind of profession and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, digital professions and stuff like that. But they're also then experienced in the outsourcing industry. They're also experienced in working with foreign clients, foreign businesses, different time zones, uh, and the kind of communication nuances of that. Uh, and it, it, there's just no sort of limitations to it now, is there? Uh, I, I, I think um, I, I constantly use um, the, the, the phrase that your, your imagination is, 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 your, is your limitation. Now, as soon as, as soon as um, I, an example of a, a customer not not long ago, Derek was was they they, they wanted a team of um, of uh, lead generation people, Derek, right? And and only four weeks into the journey did they realize how skilled these people were, and and they pushed pushed their um, job style up into a full business development management style. So now they're doing full end to end sales. Everything from introducing the business to <clears throat> to um, uh, making sales to to follow up of if the customer is satisfied, um, but that customer then had their eyes opened when they understood what what uh, logistics people were available. Right, and then and then they've gone along and understood the, the computer programmers that are available and web dev, and 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 they've slowly pushed it throughout their whole business. It's um, and and I think that's very much um, a key to success that that a customer well and truly integrates their offshore team into their day to day routines and treat them no difference from from their onshore staff, Derek? Yeah, no, I agree. And where do you, where do you see some of the, you know, what are some tips or tricks or hacks that you can give to newbie clients? Because clients also need a little bit of training, don't they? Um, they need to know how to work in a sort of digital remote kind of environment. Um, and you need to get them quick wins, don't you? Because often they are, they're scared at the beginning. They're looking for things to go wrong. Um, so, how do you sort of onboard clients to to get best results? Best results. Okay, so we've we've actually got uh, a training program, not only just for staff, but we we went to the tr trouble of, of producing a, a training manual for clients as well. Um, but the best advice is one. Go slow. Understand who you're working with and find the right partner for you. Two. Don't jump in and 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 just look at. The, I, th I think we, we we pick up a lot of customers that went down the freelancer route first, Eric, mm -hmm. and and um and they were influenced by price to start with. But 
what they didn't realize is let's say those if you you hire a a personal assistant to help you out and 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 you're busy working on projects etc if that person disappears you're left in the dark you've got no one to turn to you've got no one to pick up your data etc um this is where a bpo can help this is uh, and this and i understand this is very very basic knowledge for, for the person that doesn't know a- anything but <clears throat> uh, i i really believe that somebody needs to find somebody that's very transparent will work with them and appreciate the the level that each customer is at right everyone's experience with offshoring is at a different different stage in the circle and hence this goes back to that um, cradle to grave mentality that boomerang tries to do is once they once they've gone and talked through um, their needs and, and 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 gone through our business outsourcing blueprint, we're, we're through to to a, a map out their project or offshore team. They then stay with the same BDM. We don't have account managers here in Boomerang. They if if whatever we sell, we've got to live by. And, and hence why we have no lock-in contracts, Derek, right? So we, we, we have to live up to our words of, of what them, they have to expect. And through that, transparency is key. Now, a client really needs to understand um, cultural changes from, from Australia or America to, to, to a Philippine culture and they well and truly need a partner that can guide them and that's lived and breathed it to because some of the things are so basic they're not they're not actually thought about derek yeah 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 and it is that guidance isn't it because you know and this is the value proposition of of outsourcing they're not just getting you know great staff at a fantastic rate but they're also getting you and boomerang and all of that sort of executive experience packaged in it's it's a win-win now of course you're not working for them direct but there is that there's a sort of years of experience and and also the recruitment process and knowing who works and what works um it really keeps the the account or the project on the straight and narrow doesn't it i agree so and and it's in our best interest that um a win-win relationships um started and, and achieved and, and, and continues. So um, we're, we're here to to guide them and, and, and even the way that Boomerang um, uh, structures all our packages, it, it shows that we're trying to well and um, truly live to our core focus, which is um, enriching client and staff lives through simple and smart offshoring. So... <clears throat> We don't here in Boomerang. We don't um, receive any more if 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 a um, staff member is 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 on more money or less money, Derek. Right, um, and that allows Boomerang to sit sit on the fence and well and truly guide the the client in in the best scenario, and while while finding that right balance for the staff member to. To get the most out of them and to retain them for the for the for the greatest amount of time. 
Yeah, and there's there's an art to it, isn't it? Because you know it it's easier to sell outsourcing, but then actually the reality kind of bites, and it, it's difficult because business is difficult, running a team is difficult, HR is difficult, uh, and so the day to day isn't necessarily this sort of dream and a walk in a park. You've still got to um, encourage teams, build teams, keep them motivated, and and build successful processes. So there's a lot of work, isn't there? And um, it's not easy, but it's great talent and it's a, at a great price. Yeah, 100% it's not easy. Um, constantly, uh, I'm, I'm talking to a client and just and telling them, that, hey, it's not just a turnkey operation. Mm. Um, the more you're involved, the, the, the better something um, turns out. But what I can say, Derek, is having that right BPO behind you um, as a client, we get to help you take a lot of that noise away. All those HR noises, all the IT, um, finding the right staff in the in, in, in the Philippines is always key to the st- start of the success. But it allows a client to really focus on what they do best and only worry about their t- day-to-day procedures um and the interactions of the of, of the staff i call it a little bit uh, like co-parenting in that you know they the staff are really the staff of the client but of course they're formally employed by the bpo and then they often sit in the facility of the bpo and blah 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 um so there is kind of a co-parenting tug and pull to it um but how do you operate with your clients like do you run the entire processes and operations, or do you completely stand back, or you know, is there sort of a blended approach? How do you manage those with the differing types of clients and roles? We go down the route of adapting to each client's needs, Derek. So, probably eighty to ninety percent of our clients are what you'd call client managed. So they interact with the with the staff. They choose what the staff do for 160 hours a month each. Um, and again, they're working on their procedures, on their systems. Mm. So they're integrated in those their businesses. In, um, and the more they're integrated, the, the less hassle a client finds. Now, <clears throat> we also offer fully managed services where a client doesn't really care who's sitting in that seat they just want to understand have they been trained to the to the standards that they want and then it's boomerang's worry to sell the end goal rather than manage rather than the client um managing the people each day um and then i guess we've even got customers that have have a mixture of those two derek okay mm-hmm. so they've might have where they might have a managed service for their customer service team uh, through through Boomerang, but they also have, um, let's say, IT personnel working for that company, but are through the client managed service. So each 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 client adapts in a different way. Derek, it's that blended approach, isn't it? Because there's some there's some BPOs that um, kind of have a. Um, not only do they provide staffing, but they almost provide sort of this is how you run your workplace sort of um, performance management thing. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I get it and that, that's great, but workplaces work 
differently and different departments in workplaces work differently. And it's really difficult to have a sort of one size fits all approach to, to kind of management, isn't it? And it needs to have that flexible approach. Very much so. So <clears throat> our stance is if the client is happy to run their, their, their systems, their procedures, we're, we're going to listen, we're going to learn. I'll put the right QA people in and to learn their procedures so, so we can help a client. But we're also here. If, if a client comes across an instance or, or they're not prepared and don't have the right procedures, we're going to take that time to analyze their business with them and and guide them in in what we believe is the right way to adapt to them. So Boomerang has had a roller coaster of its own through COVID. You said you went from 180 staff down to 90 staff, which is understandable, of course, with COVID. Then, like, kind of slingshotting back up to 400 staff. Um, of course, COVID introduced massive differences to how we all work. Um, BPOs, but also businesses across the globe. Uh, and, you know, it, it's no doubt had, it's done fantastic things for the outsourcing industry because so many businesses now are familiar with remote, um, which opens the door to, to global employment. But um, how have you seen things change since COVID? And also with your operations, do you offer um, home base? Do you offer hybrid? What are your thoughts in terms of? Um, kind of ideal environments for work? So Boomerang's probably hovering around that 70% in the office at the moment, Derek, and 30% work from home. Um, we've taken the attitude, again, back to, back towards each client. What do, has, has a client seen a reduction in, um, in ROI? based on if they're at home or not, are they producing just as well or even better from home? So it's, it's such a big varied answer to tell you because um, one, some industries and, and jobs are easily done at home. Um, and, 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 but even if that's true, then has to have the right mentality of person sitting in that seat to make it a success. And if if they can't make that a success, it then they're driven back to our office and 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 they come return to the facility. <clears throat> um, where do I see the 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 future? I think it will stay in a in a hybrid um, adaptable way. I don't think it'll ever be returned to the office full time, uh, full. Um, <clears throat> Currently, we're building two more facilities, Derek. So wow. we'll have we'll have more than double capacity again. Now, um, and that, that that's testament that I believe that it'll stay seventy percent um, in in the office as well, Derek. The, what I also believe, and we're seeing more and more of, are these hybrid teams, where they do three days at, at, at the uh, three days at home, or or two days at home, and 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 the rest in the office. So they still get in that collaboration and yeah. time with each other. So, and that's important, um, isn't it? Oh, I, I, the t- teams that know each other and trust each other are always going to be uh, are going to be stronger. 
but that's also we're also seeing technology changes with with um, communication and, and sharing work, and 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 there's going to be an abundance of money thrown into the industry um, on technology platforms. So it's the job of clients or or the BPO to to stay up to date with with um, the technology changes. So um, a good example of changes since um, it, it recently um, in, in the mortgage broker industry, Derek, we've, we're now seeing some aggregators um, ensuring that their off, uh, clients' offshore teams are now um, uh, have gone through certain data, data security standards, i.e. Um, Boomerang's now ISO 27001 certified um, because those aggregators required either that or an independent audit every year. Um, and I strongly believe that the accounting world will follow that um, instance as insurances will get heavier and heavier unless you can prove um, a certain level of data security. Mm. Yeah, that's a fascinating topic, isn't it? And um, it opens up Pandora's box because I think I think every business is actually, if you tested any business, they are just so vulnerable, aren't they? It's such a scary world out there now, and I I, I think it's just like luckily people aren't that motivated, and there's not that many people trying to hack in. But gosh, the whole world is so vulnerable now, and then working increasingly remotely and digitally is it just really sort of opens up that vulnerability but it is you know it is funny and that as soon as people go offshore they suddenly look at the security as if it's like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna steal everything whereas the vulnerabilities are just the same at home aren't they you know and most often the you know the businesses in 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 the home countries um have no level of security so it's amazing that you have the iso you have all of the policies so often these offshore destinations can be far sort of more secure than than the home uh, operations yeah oh I'd, I'd say strongly because because we've we've had the need to to to, to prove it to to um allow some of our clients to have in, in the right insurances etc so we've been through those journeys and we're living it and and it's and, and as, as everything in boomerang it's on a continuous improvement plan so the trick there though is to understand what level of data security a client needs because you don't want to hmm push down over security on 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 a simple business that doesn't need it and and, and doesn't need that the 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 extra burden yeah it's it's fascinating you know and it's interesting all of these sort of regulated industries before they were just like you know no you can't have offshore staff you need to use onshore staff um and all of those are loosening up now i think because they they see there's obviously demand for work and for staff. They can't fulfill that. And so they're just kind of broadening out to global. And that's that's interesting. Eh? You know, all these sort of industries like finance and um, healthcare, uh, they all just have now standards. And yes, you can have global uh, staff, but they just need to comply with these standards. And that's fantastic because then it's a, 
it's a level playing field. Of course, you need people doing things properly. Um, that's accepted. That's fine. Uh, just tell us what we need to do to comply, and then we'll get there. It's it's fascinating to see all of these doors open up. Correct. And 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 the other part of this is it's going to change that freelancer world completely, where where people will have to go and um, find the right BPO that so they know that they they're covered with that right data to data security. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and that's it, isn't it? You know, to your point earlier, you can get someone for two bucks an hour, but are they are they the right person for your business? And it's not about just getting the cheapest price. It's about getting reliability, scalability, you know, um, every like security. And peace of mind. Um, and peace of mind, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, because, you know, as we said, like business is harder and you can tear your, how, tear your hair out some days just trying to get through business. And so if you're really struggling with, with kind of um, basic stuff, it, it's just not worth it, is it? But again, that's that's why businesses um, and, and this outsourcing world exists right now. We're, we're, we're here to, to make people's worlds easier and give them access to the, to the right staff at the right price. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. Dean, thank you so much. Really insightful. Um, whenever I chat to you, I, I learn so much. So I appreciate our conversations. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out, I encourage people to reach out, to have a conversation uh, and to see how offshoring can help their business. How can they get in touch? How can they learn more about Boomerang? Oh, Derek, I'd, I'd love anyone to reach out. Um, so my name is Dean Pascoe. You can find me on LinkedIn and my company is uh, Boomerang Inc. Um, and my email is dean at boomerang.ph. That was Dean Pascoe. He is the CEO and founder of Boomerang. As always, if you're on any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to ask us anything, then just drop us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.